Good evening, everybody. Johnny Baseball here for another great episode of the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. Uh, going to be an awesome time tonight. We're going to be missing Brandon. He's been out of town, so he's pretty tired tonight. And we're uh, giving him the night off so we can catch up on that rest so we can all get back to it this weekend. Got a uh, bit of a short week. You know, we got that Thursday, Friday, Saturday matchup instead of a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday due to Easter. Hope everyone has a great holiday. But uh, let's get going. Welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. I'm JB, he's Schultzy, and we've got the Wise Guy. We're your one-stop shop for everything Sooner Baseball. So join us as we descend into chaos. I know this is going, you know, pretty far back, but uh, and I want to just I want to touch on Stanford and the uh, you know series that we've been a part of the past, you know, seven days, but. The Kendall Pettis ejection at the end of the Kansas State series, and believe me, I wish I could not even remember that thing. That's how horrific that was in my mind. But uh, that suspension in and of itself, I think it's an embarrassment to baseball. I mean, we ejected somebody after the game was over and then expect them to serve a two-game suspension. And I, I know Kendall, you know, took it with grace and, you know, like a gentleman. And I can understand how he might be a little heated after that game on, you know, on, uh, uh, I don't want to say Sunday because it's a couple weeks ago, but after that game. So I get it, but I just, I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. And I know that I'm extremely biased and I have a, you know, a bone to pick there, but I just, I wanted to know what you guys thought about it. I think it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, as far as on my end, the, the fact that it was after the game was over, um, that's the part to me that's a little bit ridiculous. That could be handled as as men in just a conversation. Uh, now we don't know what was said or the tone it was said in, um, but just knowing Kendall, I can't imagine it was too far out there. Um, but I think the big thing, we, most of the time when players are getting ejected, coaches are getting ejected, it's for them showing them up in front of everyone on TV um, that makes it a big deal. And you kind of got to put your foot down because if you let them, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile type thing. But the fact that it was after the game, it's just hard for me to believe that something that bad was said that warranted him getting ejected and costing him two games. So, yeah, I, I don't know what was said, but it, it does seem a bit ridiculous that it got to that point um, that the that the uh, ump thought he needed to be tossed after the game. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally agree, man. By the way, we have Jet. Uh, Jet Johnson with us, the uh, artist formerly known as OU Barstool. How you doing, Jet? <laughs> doing well, man. Appreciate uh, appreciate having me on. Excited to talk a little OU baseball. Yeah, man. No, it's it's pretty awesome. I want to uh, get your opinion on the uh, KP ejection. Yeah, I mean, it's just to do it after a game. Like Alex said, you know, if it's kind of showing up on a during a game, that's that's pretty understandable. But to do it after a game, I mean, all the umpire needs to do is just you know walk to his to his room. Game's over. He has no more. You know, nothing else, no impact you can make on the game right there. Just just walk to your room, you know, let let bygones be bygones and don't uh don't let a kid not be able to play into it probably the biggest games of the season. It's just it's ridiculous. No, I, I I don't get it, man. These umpires have got such egos and they're going on these ego trips. I mean, we saw uh what is it, JT Romuto get ejected for you know not taking a, a ball from an umpire. Like it's it's getting completely out of hand. I mean, I we've all we all know who Angel Hernandez is, but I mean, there's a million of them now. It's it's getting getting out of hand. I, like I said, I hate to look that far back. It's just insane to me that this is that you know this is the state of things. But you know, let's let's move ahead, fellas. Stanford series. How absolutely insane was that? That it was pretty nuts. I, I will say, KP may have been glad that he wasn't playing that first game on Thursday because. <laughs> That one, <laughs> that one was a little rough, but I mean, yeah, just overall the series you had about everything. You had tons of offense that first game, and then you have a 2-0 shutout the next day. Um, another solid played game um, on on Saturday, and then Sunday another one that got away from the Sooners. But all in all, I mean, coming out 2-2, two and two, I think we all said on the podcast the week before that we'd be happy with the split with Stanford, especially the way we'd been playing um, lately and just – they had been on a hot streak in, in the Pac-12 conference and then them coming into town. I think we were going to be happy with the split. Now, the two games that got away, would we have liked to see us be a little more competitive? Obviously, um, but still, a, a loss is a loss, a win's a win. Um, and, and I think it definitely helped us out 
in the RPI, I'm getting a split with them. Yeah, I just think, like you said, coming into the weekend, you definitely hope for that 2-2 split. And then after Thursday night, man, you're just kind of praying for at least one of the next three games um, to come back, to bounce back that uh, Friday night game after getting, you know, just drummed Thursday night. That was pretty big. And then doing it again on Saturday was also really big. So especially after that Thursday night, getting that 2-2 split is, is pretty big time, I think. You give up 23 runs on, on Thursday, and then the, the faucet just gets turned off. I mean, it's that's exactly what it's like. It's like somebody just turned off the faucet in Stanford, could not score any more runs. I mean, Braxton Dowhead absolutely manhandled that lineup. And that is one of the best lineups that I have I've seen in a while. I mean, LSU has got an absolute juggernaut, but I would stack that Stanford lineup against LSU any day. I'll stack them up against Dane or anybody in the country. And the way that Douthit just sliced and diced them, that he was nuts. I mean, if, from from home, you could tell that he was just locked in. It was nuts. It was awesome to watch. Yeah, he was he was on. He looked like one of those guys that is a, a Friday night starter and the kind of guy that sets the tone um, for a weekend, just going out there giving you a quality start, not having to burn up a bullpen um, early on in a series. And he uh, he looked great, and he's looked great his last few starts. Um, it, it was very impressive, and I think the big thing there going into that that Friday game is you have the you have a, a team that's coming off six straight losses and then the latest loss being a 23 to 11 beating on Thursday and then you're just looking for someone to stop the bleeding just to give us any sort of momentum and he came out there and and delivered um, I mean just giving up two runs I mean giving up no runs it it's just pretty unbelievable what he went out there and and did. And I think that that set the tone and gave some momentum going into Saturday, um, which obviously helped us at least get a split of the series right there after the first three games. So yeah, you can't speak enough to, to what um, Braxton did um, on that Friday start. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's exactly what you want your ace to do, you know, come in there. It doesn't matter what happened last night. It doesn't matter what happened last week. And I'm going to come in here and shut these guys down. And Johnny, what you were saying about their uh, Stanford's offense. I mean, they were incredible. I mean, even their their outs were, you know, hard hit ground balls, hard hit flying drives. We just, you know, were right there. I mean, it was that was one of the more impressive lineups I've seen in a really long time. I'd be shocked if they weren't at least at a Supers, probably in Omaha at the end of the year. In the, the touching on Douthit's uh, start, he had three hits. I mean, it never even remotely showed any signs of, of uh, you know, that he was going to cave. And then we hand it over to the bullpen. I mean, it was one of the most perfectly executed games we've seen all year. And, and uh, just to you know, touch on what you were saying is, do you think that that was probably the best start of the year by any of our pitching and the pitching staff? I, yeah, I haven't seen one that, I mean, if it's not the best, it's right up there, top couple, because, yeah, I mean, that, like you said, that's the best offense that the team's faced this, this far this year, and it's not even close. Um, so... Him and then obviously the bullpen coming in. I mean, a shutouts. I mean, it, it is tough in Division One baseball, and especially against the top ten team in the country. Um, it, it was just a, it was a day that was much needed for the team, and I'm sure gave gave them some confidence after what, what had been a, a struggle the the previous week and a half. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's got to be up there for the best start. And the other one that even comes to mind is Douthat's the one right the week before um, against TCU. I mean, he went I think it was six six point one six point two somewhere around there. Also, just shut that offense down, which is obviously a good one. But, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, that's just something you want your ace to do. Go out there, shut it down. That's exactly what he's done his past uh, past two outings. I, I was I, My wife was talking about it the other day. About the t- There was a tweet that Stanford had put out or one of their colleges had put out about how weird of a series that was, about how many runs were scored on each side, comparatively speaking, but yet it ended up as a split split series. It, it was one of the, the strangest series I've ever experienced in Eldell, that is for sure. The Saturday game, that was a, an incredibly entertaining ball game. A lot of offense. Uh, what was it, the 6-5 to five win that we had? Right. There towards the end, started to get a little bit hairy. But, I mean, again, the pitching staff pulled, pitching staff pulled through. Yeah, I was I was looking at this. You're you're talking about the offense, and it looks like what we were outscored on the series. So we got the two two split. We were outscored forty four to, looks like nineteen twenty two. So twenty four, <laughs> forty four to twenty four. But we split the series. That's that's nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. Twenty three runs and sixteen runs in a game. Giving that up, that'll uh, that'll add to that count pretty good. <laughs> that run differential. 
just but. insane. I mean, I'm glad we're not playing them in any kind of tournament format. I say run, runs given up doesn't matter. <laughs> just the wins and the losses. But sorry, that was so off track from what you asked. What, what were you asking me, though, on that? Oh, no, I was just saying that that was the – because Stanford, they, somebody had tweeted out, and it was some analytical or some analysis of the series about how the probability of that score outcome was next to dang near impossible for it to be a 2-2 split. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take it and we'll get out of there. We'll get out of there with our split and, and on to the next one. Beat up on the nerds when we can, and <laughs> back to the Big Twelve with us. Yeah, right? but no, yeah. Overall, I think I think you'll be pleased with with the weekend. Um, obviously, still got to tighten up some things, especially on the mound. Um, but overall, to come out of that two and two, you'll take that. And I think we said going to the week three and two is would have been great. Um, that's counting that Wichita State game, and obviously that one we'd like to have back because um, we we've talked about how important. Um, these these midweek games are for your resume and for the end of the year for the postseason. So um, that one is definitely one you'd like to get back. But then you have that last week, and then obviously last night, which I'm, I'm guessing is what we want to talk about next, is the Oral Roberts game. And, man, that was quite a showing and one that we have not seen in the midweek in quite some time, just that kind of drumming of the of the opponent. Um, they, just, they came out from the get-go and looked like they were ready to go and on a mission and they set the tone early. And I think that was, that was good to see. Yeah, no. And one thing we're seeing is the emergence of Bryce Madrid. He's not only is he drawing walks at an alarming rate, but he is also now hitting the ball extremely well. I mean, I don't think, I mean, other than possibly Kimball Pettis. So you think there's another hotter team, hotter batter on the team right now? No way. No, I mean, Anthony McKenzie has stayed, stayed pretty hot and hitting well. I know um, last night he was three for six, um, so he had a good game. But another guy that's really stepped it up, I feel like, is Sebastian Orduño. That guy just keeps putting together good at bat after good at bat. And I talked about it, I think, before the, even the first game. I was like, that guy is going to be your DH because he just has great at bats. And we didn't see him for a while. Then obviously with the injury bug, he's got some opportunities. And I feel like he's taking advantage of it. And it's going to be hard to keep him out of the lineup when we're facing a righty with how he's he's handling the bat and um, just putting together good at bats. I mean, when they are clicking, they are they can score a ton of runs. I mean, we have really started to, to put out some, uh, you know, quality offensive numbers. I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing on this side. I think that maybe with a little bit of tinkering with the pitching staff, there might I – mean, we might have a little bit of a run coming you got Baylor coming up. I know we're still talking about Oral Roberts, but I, I like to kind of look ahead a little bit. You know, we will, we please believe me, we are going to talk about uh, Braden Carmichael's start because that was another fine pitching performance out of this staff. And I think that we're starting to see a weekend rotation kind of build itself, if you will, because I, I honestly believe that now we're probably, we probably have four pitchers that could possibly handle the, the weekend. Uh, I don't, you know, we want to look back on Stanford a bit. Can uh, Kale Davis's start that may have you know been something that might have pushed him towards the the bullpen, and he may be better served there. I, I know that no one wants to hear that, but he might be better served there. But uh, no, we've got we've got a chance to go on a little bit of a, of a run here here pretty soon. Yeah, I, I think we definitely learned some stuff from the Stanford series, and it, yeah. as we saw, kind of what Skip did yesterday um, in in the, I guess pitching realm um, against Oral Roberts, obviously bringing in Kale, um, you would imagine that means he's probably not starting on Friday. Um, and you you have, I believe, with with the series last week being Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and kind of moving everyone up a day, you have them on a full week rest now if he does go with the, the rotation of um, Braxton and then uh, Hit and Karsten. So I would imagine that's what we're going to see. And I would agree with you. I think we may see a different Kale out of the bullpen. Um, one of those guys that doesn't have to really reserve the energy and try no, try to get us through six or seven innings. It's a guy that is probably going to come in two, three innings, probably max, and he can just go full go right at you. You'll probably see a velocity jump and just someone who's just coming in to shut the door. Um, I, I think you could see a different guy um, with him going out of the bullpen. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think his fastball, he, you know, it's only natural to try to reserve it a little bit if you're trying to go six, seven, eight innings. And I think if he can become that, like you said, you know, Carmichael midweek, 
uh, Douthit, Hit, and then Karsten, and have Kel Davis be a bullpen guy on the weekends and just come in for maybe an inning, inning and out, you know, inning in and out, something like that. I think that fastball will jump up a lot, and he'll look a lot sharper, which I think can certainly kickstart a team and uh, you know, go on a little winning streak right here. I think that we might have been backed into a little bit of a corner where we are going to have to have a, a dedicated midweek starter, like you're saying, because Carmichael can definitely do it. I also think that he could probably possibly serve well as a as a Sunday guy if you want to have that you know option of starting a, a lefty or a righty there. But uh, I, I I totally agree that he could definitely handle our midweeks, and we are definitely going to have to start putting a little bit more emphasis on winning those. Uh, you know when you you know win a lot of those early games and you you know pad that win column you can afford to you know have an opener on a Tuesday where you're able to start one guy one inning you know basically one an inning or whoever's you know stays hot stays in but as as of right now we really don't have that ability and so having Carmichael lock in on on the midweek in you know being able to open up arms for the for the weekend you know a Kale Davis if you will like you're saying because I, I like that velocity uptick, like you said, Alex, because if he comes in and he's able to, you know, run it up, you know, 95 plus right after we've, you know, come off of Douthit or come off of Hit or come off of, uh, you know, Karsten, that's that's not a bad thing at all. We've got some things to work with. I think it's going to be, be pretty fun to see how this pans out. This is kind of what's fun about watching college baseball. You get to see the, uh, you know, a little bit of the drama of it all. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I think I think we're at that point in the season where at this point you know what you got in your staff just from what you've seen in games. I mean, you're 30 games in. Um, at the beginning of the season, it's it's understandable um, for Skip on those midweek games to want to get all of his guys in to see what he has in game situations because you can't replicate the game situations with the crowd, the pressure, all of that when the game's on the line in, in practice. So. I know beginning of the season, you want to get those guys in, see what they got, see what they have against other teams, see how they're going to kind of fit in the rotation or or the the bullpen. And so now I think it's gotten to that point in the season where, yeah, the mid, the midweek, that's not what that's for anymore. If, if they haven't kind of earned those spots, earned those innings by this point, um, you got to keep working in practice and you maybe get another shot in, in the midweek if you get a lead or whatnot. But you have to have that guy that can go out there get you five, six innings, solid innings on the midweek start. And, and Carmichael's definitely been doing that. And then from there, depending on how the game's going, you can get some of those guys in if you get out to a lead, um, kind of like we did last night to get them some work. But you you can't mess around with those midweek games once you get to this point in the season because every game, especially with kind of the, the run we had there the last few weeks, every game is going to matter on those midweek games because we know uh, of the games still left on the schedule, those are going to be the ones to get um, because we know those Texas Tech series, the Oklahoma State series, Texas series, those are going to be tough series um, just to even win the series. So you got to take every game you can um, and put your best out there to win those midweek games. Yeah, I agree. I, I enjoy seeing the you know the younger guys try to develop in the, earlier in the uh, midweek games earlier on in the season. It's always fun to see all the newcomers, new faces, stuff like that. But yeah, I agree. If, if we want to get to where we want to be in this year, which is you know at least a one or two seed, you know, a regional somewhere, um, we probably got to, you know, having Carmichael's that Tuesday guy is going to rack up a lot of wins. I think, especially if the offense keeps humming like it is, that's going to rack up a lot of wins and is definitely going to help us try to try to get to that goal. Do you think that we're seeing a little bit similar to what happened last year with Chaz, Chaz Martinez? Cause didn't he, he got pulled from a starting role and then put in the bullpen and he flourished from there. I mean, I think that attributes a little bit to, to the run actually. Yeah. Very, very similar situation. Um, I think the only difference was he, was not your go-to guy coming this season, your Friday night guy that right. is the guy that you put out there on Friday confident that I'm going to win 90% of these games throwing this guy out here on a Friday night. Um, so that that's the key thing that's, I think, kind of um, been a little bit of a bummer uh, just because the expectations on him. But there's still a lot of season to go, and, and Kale is a good arm, and he, he'll have a role on this team uh, if they're going to get to where they want to go. So, um, yes, very similar to the Chaz Chaz situation from last year and yeah he turned out to have a great year in the bullpen for us yeah I think it was Chaz's last start of the year last year I think was maybe Oklahoma State and that was the last series we lost for you know until the end basically so I think that's a good good point you know that can easily just kickstart a season switch up the rotation a little bit especially if you have two solid guys already and doubt that and hit uh, you know see what Carson can give us or Carmichael 
uh, whichever decision Skip goes with. Um, but certainly going to be interesting to see and going to be fun. Hopefully he can give us a little kickstart. Yeah. Now, before we get into the Baylor series any, any deeper, or I mean, at all, I guess, Jet, I want to talk a little bit about the, the OU Barstool stuff because this has always fascinated me. Fascinated me. Like how yeah. how does one actually become the uh, guy who gets to run that? Yeah, so uh, it was about the end of my sophomore year. Uh, I just you know followed the account um, and saw they posted on there. You know, hey, I'm graduating this end of the spring. Uh, I need someone to take over uh, this account for me. Uh, you know, send your email to this this email account, and I did so. Not really thinking anything of it. I just remember doing it in class one day, just kind of for fun. Uh, ended up getting an email back, uh, you know, send me a resume and send me how you would improve this account, stuff like that. Um, I did that and, uh, you know, ran it for about, about two years, uh, a little over two years and, uh, loved it. I loved every bit of it. And, um, I love building a community with, uh, like, for example, um, after the Omaha run last year, uh, Tanner Treadaway sent me a really cool message, just thanking me for, you know, always, in, always watching the team, always watching the games, covering the games, trying to bring as much, just like y'all two do, trying to bring as much coverage as possible to the game. So, that's probably my favorite part of it is just, you know, building a community with the fans and the players even, and just uh, bringing a lot more, uh, a lot more awareness to, especially the baseball team. Now, was there somebody running it before you? Right. I think it started uh, probably 2015 or 16 or so. Uh, and the guy that ran it before me really got it, got it going pretty good. Uh, and he ran it up until, oh, for about two years, up until I think it was 2019. Um, and then I took over after that for him. So what do you have, like password handoff day or something like that? Pretty, it's pretty much all uh, like at the actual, you know, Barstool headquarters in New York. They kind of take care of it all. Um, you know, I, like once I graduated, I just said, hey, I'm graduating. I want to give up the account. You know, you guys take care of, of who you want to do. And then they go in and post, you know, hey, we're looking for someone to take it over. Here's the email and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, he, he helped me out in the beginning. Just, you know, here's what to do. You know, here's, you know, tips and, you know, what not to do and stuff like that. So he helped me out a ton for sure. But it's mainly all on the on the big time level of that uh, Barcelona does it. So have you taken the new guy under your wing? A little bit. Yeah. I right when I gave over the account, I just kind of told him, you know, this is what you do. This is how I do it at least. And it, <laughs> it proved to be pretty well. It seems like people generally enjoyed uh, covering my covering of the game. So I just said, this is what you do. Um, you know, <laughs> try not to try not to say anything too negative. <laughs> this was always my MO. Um, I don't like to, a lot of the players and stuff follow me. So I really don't like to be negative on there. I try not to be. Um, so that was kind of my word of advice to him. And yeah, just, you know, any questions he has, he can call me and stuff like that. When you first started out and said, well, here's what you do. That <laughs> I was about to say, that's some really great advice there, man. <laughs> yeah. Really, really in-depth explanation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's very cool. No, you got to be a part of a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, big events with with the athletics department i mean de facto through your account i mean last year for me being able to you know experience all that as a you know a grown adult because last time they were anywhere near omaha i was either coaching my own baseball playing my own baseball or i was too young to remember and so getting to to experience that i can only imagine how cool it might have been from your your side because on my end, it was absolutely incredible. You know, as much as I wish we could have pulled it off, I wouldn't have traded that for anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was awesome, especially with that team. I mean, that was, without a doubt, my favorite OU team, uh, you know, ever. That and the 2016 basketball team, you know, are, are just so fun to follow, so fun to watch. All those guys were so fun. Uh, I'd gone, you know, I'd covered all three of those baseball seasons and the COVID shortened year, 21 and 22. So I just felt like I'd gotten to know all those guys, you know, um, going up with them and Peyton Graham would, you know, message me every so often. And uh, I remember when he got hit in the face with a pitch, I think I was against Oklahoma state maybe. Yeah. You had it before I did. Yeah, exactly. He, he sent me a picture of him and he, he sent me a picture of him in the hospital bed and I was just cracking up. And I was like, Hey man, you mind if I post this? He's like, Oh hell yeah. He's like, Hey, I'll be back next weekend too. By the way, I was like, man, you're, you're awesome. So it felt like it was really cool seeing those guys, you know, at a, at a, at a non-baseball level kind of interact with me. And then obviously getting to watch them play in Omaha was, was the, the coolest thing I've seen up in, up until now. Well, probably about 10 minutes after you got it, a uh, anonymous uh, texter, I won't say whose their name is, but I got the picture and I immediately was like, I got to send this to Barstool. And I sent it to you and you're like, I, I've, I've had that for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember just dying laughing when he sent that to oh, me for man. about 10 minutes. Cause it was, it was, it was a good old P. He had a big old shiner. Oh my word. He's a tough son of a gun too, man. Oh yeah. Alex, you ever been yeah. hit like that? In the face? Yeah. 
No, I've never been hit in the face, but my um, junior year at um, OU, I got hit in the hand by 95-mile-an-hour fastball and had to have surgery three hours oh. after the game in Arizona. Oh, I got a plate, a plate and six screws put in there at the orthopedic hospital um, down there in Phoenix. Man, that happened to Squires last year too. Yeah, it didn't feel good. I got hit and I ran down to first base and like took my batting glove off the hand that was broke and like it was still like kind of in shock, like numb. And then I tried to like pinch my fingers together um, to take my like fingers out of my gloves on my other hand. So pinch with my broken hand. And it was like, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. And then I kind of like pushed on it and it was like a crunch. It's like, Ooh, this isn't good. Um, but I ran the bases to finish out the inning. <laughs> and I, I think there was two outs and the, the next hitter flew out. And so um, I was rounding second base. We're in the third base dugout and I was going over that way. And I kind of motioned Rob, uh, the trainer, out at that point. I was like, Rob, we might need to look at this. And he kind of like pushed on a little bit. And it, same thing as when I did and like crunch. He goes, um, yeah, that that's not good. We're going to need to get some ice and go get some x-rays right away. But I was like, ah, let's let's wait till after the game and then we'll go. And so sure enough, went to the hospital, had surgery right then, got back to the hotel like at 2 a.m. or something like that. So, yeah, quite a good memory. <laughs> Jeez. Rub some dirt on it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But Man, no. when I was younger, when I was in high school, I watched a lot of Arkansas baseball, like actually at Arkansas because I went to Bentonville. And they had a uh, second baseman. His name was Scott Hody. And he got smoked in the face. I mean, squared up in the jaw. And they had to cut away from the, the game because of how bad it was. And they put it on their, you know, on commercial break for, for however long. Or we're talking to the guys in the booth because it was so disgusting. I mean, baseball is just one of the most beautiful sports and the most, you know, insanely dangerous. Anytime you're hurling a hard object at each other, either by hand or by bat, I mean, it's nuts, man. No doubt I about not, it. I do not envy you at all, Alex. That <laughs> sounds like a terrible... I was about to say, when you pulled your hand out, did your fingers stay in your batting glove? <laughs> no, I got my hand out, but yeah, it was it was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. It sucks, man. So, Jet, you still around, Norman? You get down to quite a few of the games? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in law school here. Um, so, oh, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, I I, I try to try to make it to every game. Um, sometimes school gets in the way, but especially the weekend games, I'm usually there. Well, the uh, KU series is alumni weekend, so I'm going to be down there trying to rally some of the alumni to get down there. Um, so now, now we just need you to get all, all the OU Barstool followers and have a big old party <laughs> out on the berm for that weekend. Absolutely, we'll do. We'll we'll push the agenda and get get a pretty good party going out there for that for that weekend. That'd yeah, be absolutely. that'd be a good time. Yeah, Jet was there for my non pizza party this last weekend. <laughs> It was uh, quite disappointing. It's nobody's fault. It was just a, a mix of uh, it was bad communication, mixed with poor timing, and we just ended up ended up not being able to have it. But we made sure that Doc got his pizza, and uh, his Doc's pizza tax is getting getting to be pretty uh, pretty steep. He's now up to two boxes <laughs> taken oh into boy. the park. <laughs> yeah, taking That's two funny. boxes. In there. I texted Toby after the game. I was like, "Did I was like, did you guys get some pizza?" And he's like. Uh, no, man. Like, what is Doc doing with the pizza? I have a feeling he's probably giving it to the Yardbirds, which I have absolutely no problem with. If he, if that's the case, uh, you're welcome, fellas. <laughs> that's funny, but no, yeah, that'll that'll be a fun week, and it'll be fun for um, all all the Burn bums that have supported us through the years, and all the alumni to be able to kind of get together, mingle, and just have a good time out there, support know you baseball, and hopefully get some good weather, um, and just have have a party for a weekend out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are we looking at doing a pizza party for tech next weekend? Uh, yeah, actually, speaking of the devil, I was uh, talking to Russ over the weekend via uh, DMs, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be coming out for the Texas Tech series. Oh, nice. Because we're trying to get him, Bucky, and uh, Damon Miner together for a little bit of a roundtable with uh, Eddie Radosevich. We just haven't been able to get that nailed down schedule-wise. Because I would really love to have that out for alumni weekend. You know, hear some stories from from that uh, national championship series. Hear some stories about you know what OU baseball has you know meant to them, things like that. And I figure that uh, Eddie and Alex could really do a good job of you know highlighting that. And I'm looking forward to that happening. But yeah, I know I've been talking to to Russ, and 
we're going to have a pizza party that weekend. So it's going to be a, a really big old bash. I'd actually planned on taking that weekend off for, for pizza, but Russ says we're uh, we're full go on that. Sounds awesome. Yeah. You got to go. That, that'll that be a big weekend. Hopefully, hopefully we have a good weekend this weekend and can um, get a little momentum and get a, get a pretty good crowd out there for the tech series. Well, we had some really nice crowds for the, for the Stanford series when the weather was nice. Cause that pea soup fog on Thursday did no one any, any favors, really no one at all. Like I, the what four run first combined with spitting rain meant that there was nobody who was going to either show up or stay. So that game it was, was doomed. It was to pretty miserable. With. Yeah, it was miserable. Be funny is if we had canceled that game, we would have won the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturday was probably the best. I, I'm going back, trying to go back to my freshman year here. I think it's that was the best crowd I've seen Saturday slash Sunday, including all the berm, including inside. That was that was a pretty good crowd we put together for sure. Yeah, Saturday's crowd was electric. Yep. I mean, it was fun. Everybody was really into it. The I really like what OU's been doing since we got back from Frisco, and I'm not mad at them at all if they're stealing some stuff from them because it's. I mean, you gotta you gotta do what's fun, and if you're gonna get people out, you gotta do that stuff. And I don't know if you you were yeah you were down there for Frisco, were you, Jet? I was. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, speaking of the things that. Uh, the things that Frisco people were doing, if you remember that push-up competition uh, they were doing during the games, yeah, I was sitting with a couple of my buddies from undergrad, and one of my friends got picked to do it, and of course won for us. So that was that was fun to watch. Yeah, that Mississippi State game. I think we won all, like not all of them, but if they're we were keeping track, I'm pretty sure we won all the mini games that we were put in, or at least the <laughs> would have like won the championship for it. But no, that was pretty fun, man. They uh, they came and asked uh, the my wife and uh, Jesse, uh, Maddie H's wife, if they wanted to be in the dance party, and they're like, "No, man, we're, we're third. We're in our thirties. We're not. We're, we will break. We cannot be in dance parties on baseball fields." And so they went and they found somebody else. But no, that was a fun weekend, man. Where did you uh, where did you stay? Like, what hotel did you stay in? Uh, I actually stayed in Fort Worth. My brother lives in Fort Worth. Um, and he was actually, he was, it just worked out perfectly. He was getting engaged that weekend. So I was able to go down oh, to that man, and still fun. make all the games. So it was perfect. <laughs> man, that sounds like a blast of a weekend. We got to hang out with uh, Jimmy Crooks's parents on Friday night. They tried to send me to county jail. Crazy, <laughs> crazy people. We went to uh, the truck yard. I don't know if y'all, you know what that is. I don't think so. No, it's like this, um, I mean, it's kind of a like makeshift junkyard that they've turned into a bar. So it's like meant to look like a, uh, you know, a truck dump or where old trucks hang out. And they've got like a big stage and they have like a, they had a toilet museum. I'm not kidding. It was a toilet, toilet seat museum. There was an OU one, a Texas one. There was, I think the entire big 12 was accounted for in there, but it was really fun. <laughs> but the, uh, the crooks, they liked, they, they bought us a, bucket after bucket of beers and man they tried to make it so i couldn't make it to the games on saturday <laughs> they were absolutely amazing we had a, a blast with them i know uh brandon brought a bunch of, of uh trading cards a bunch of jimmy crooks uh signature and holograph cards a bunch of uh other ou baseball player cards i think he had a bunch of uh kate horton and uh peyton graham in there I know he had a whole bunch. I think he had some Cavalli cards as well. But, uh, no, we had an absolute blast with those guys. I really can't say thank you enough for their hospitality. They were just a, a – I mean, it was like hanging out with old friends. and They didn't have to do that. So, I like, like I said, I really appreciate that. Well, looking forward to this Baylor series this weekend. It uh, seems like we – you know, this is a series that you don't want to, you know, look, look past your opponent. But this would be a good opportunity for us to sweep and – find some traction in the big 12 looks like our friend Eddie did tweet not long ago and confirm kind of what we thought for the pitching staff. Looks like Dalit will go Friday hit. will go Saturday and Carson will go Sunday. So kind of what we had thought there with Kale Kale going on Tuesday, uh, just a third of an inning, but that will be the rotation for this weekend. Now, how do you think he would respond to that? I mean, I have a feeling that he's going to, going to thrive here, here pretty soon. I think this is a good opportunity for him to, to really show out. I mean, if you're needed in short, short, you know, short uh, appearances, you can really rev it up. And I think that he could use this opportunity to really, you know, bolster his name over the next couple months. 
No, I think, yeah, I think it'll be a good opportunity for him. I think as a competitor, obviously he's frustrated not to be in that spotlight Friday night role. Um, but it's also one of those things um, I think he understands and he note, he notices that it, he hasn't been pitching to his full potential and um, hasn't put us in the best position to win those Friday night games. So um, just a little shakeup to kind of see how he responds out of the bullpen. Um, I, I think it'll be good for him. I think he will have a strong presence. I think he'll be one of those go-to guys here over the next few weeks that we, we go to out of the bullpen. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully it'll put him in a little bit more of a comfortable role. Obviously, I think I was listening to the game Sunday and Toby said he, I think he appeared in 59 games at Oklahoma State, started or came out of the bullpen in 57 of them. So obviously this is going to be hopefully a much more comfortable role for him. Hopefully this will be, you know, kind of wet, kind of a, a good way to just reintroduce him to to our pitching staff and to our bullpen and see see uh, see what he can do. I mean, it's one of the it's one of those things when you when you've always been out of the bullpen as a bullpen pitcher, it's such a different daily routine than when you come into a weekend series knowing you're starting Friday and you're not pitching anymore that weekend. Um, have the whole day to think about it, preparation, get ready for it. Um, so like in, in the bullpen, you don't know which game you're going to pitch. You may not throw for the weekend. I mean, most of those guys that you're high end bullpen guys are going to throw at some point, but you don't know which game you're going to throw in. You come same routine as if you're going to throw in every game. And it's just something I think he's used to just being out of the bullpen at Oklahoma state. So it's something that's a little more familiar to him. And so maybe make him a little more comfortable. And, um, like you said, come out and, and, and throw strikes and just come right after hitters. Um, not having to hold anything back, trying to get us in to the sixth, seventh inning. Yeah, no, if he can be that, I know everybody wants to be, you know, the ace, the guy, the man, but there are varying ways to be the man in a pitching staff. You know, if you do your job well, there is a lot of money for you at the next level. It does not matter if you're a starter, a reliever, or a closer. I mean, we've seen some guys come through this program. I mean, look at uh, uh, 99 last year, man. Coming out of you know out, out as the closer, we have had some pretty prolific closers over the years, but Michael's just absolutely slayed it. And you know, no, I don't think I don't think a lot of people really actually saw that happening, you know, from the get go. So you can you anytime you want to find it, we're all going to be here for it. So I think it, it is going to be a good opportunity for him, and I think that this is this weekend is a really good chance for all of us to really sink our teeth into things. Cause I would really like to see doubt that come out, you know, guns blazing in us just really start try to try to pour it on Baylor early. Cause that's a team that if you punch them in the mouth, there's really not much there. I, I think the other thing I was just going to say with kale is it also gives you that opportunity because the other guys that have been starters on the weekend are guys hit and Karsten that were still through this first part of the year, working through injury and getting up the stamina to go, um, quite a few innings. So I think this gives you, so they haven't really been the the long inning relief guys out of the bullpen. Um, so this gives you that option. If one of these guys does get in trouble early and it's critical game two, you're going to win the series on Saturday. It gives you that guy where in the second inning, you have a guy that you could possibly go to that can get you five, six innings and not burn up the bullpen. So it gives you that option for a guy that has built up the stamina as being your Friday night starter and gives you the opportunity. If someone does get in trouble early, doesn't look like they have it that day, you can go to him pretty quick and it's just like you have another starter out there. Jed, did you want to jump in, man? No, I, I was, I was just going to say that, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see what he can do out of the bullpen. It's going to be, I just, you know, it just, maybe I'm just thinking about too, last year too much, but I think it's going to be really a good kickstart for him. He's going to thrive. And I don't know about y'all, but I just absolutely love to see if he, you know, morphs into an eighth inning slash ninth inning guy. I just absolutely love to see a guy with a good old fastball. I can be, be that guy. So that's going to be really fun to do. Very fun to watch if, uh, if he turns into one of those guys that, you know, throw about 99 at you and then walk, you know, stare at you as he strikes you out. So that'll be fun to watch. I mean, he and Weber could be deadly on the back end of our, of our bullpen that those two combined with Pierce. I think that that's a nice little concoction of speed, and I, you know, not junk, but you know, breaking stuff. Because Weber's got a real nasty pitch. I think it's his. Uh, I think it's his slider that that drop off the table, very uh, similar to you know what Cade Horton had last year. So it's I'm I'm excited to see these moves in action, but I'm also excited to see what we can do against uh, against Baylor because this could be a really fun se- series for us. We, uh, I know we have a, a winning record against them, but we tend to you know, play a little bit down while we're there in Baylor. And so I want to see us really, you know, get 
get hot early and, and you know really push the pedal to the metal the whole weekend. Yeah, I mean you're coming into town against a team that's struggling. They're they're ten and nineteen on the year, two and seven in the conference. I think back to back got swept back to back series after winning the series against K State. Uh, and then the guys they're throwing out there on the mound. I mean, the guy they're throwing on Friday night, Blake Helton, he's 0-3 and, and has a 7-9-6 ERA. And then the Saturday guy, Mason Marriott, he's 1-4 and, and has an 8-9 ERA. So these got both guys, eight around 8-9 to nine ERA, they're just giving up runs, hits, walking. It's, it's a, a great recipe for your offense to be able to get out and get on top of them, get some runs, um, and then go out those first two games, win the series, and then – you're playing with house money going for that sweep. Obviously you want to win the series, but man, those sweeps are nice, especially against teams that you, you should be able to overpower and, and, and go out there and, and get the job done and get the sweep. Those go a long way in the conference standings when you get towards the end of the season, especially after the series we had against K-State on one of those where we probably all expected to either win the series or sweep and we got swept. You got to have these kind of series where you have to go out and take care of business. I think it's a great opportunity for that against this team. I also think you're going to see a team that knows they were better than what happened in which in this, basically the state of Kansas, because we did not play well against, I mean, sorry, I, I, we, we hit very well against Kansas state in games two and three. Uh, we hit very well against Stanford. We've hit, hit well against Wichita state. We've hit well against Oral Roberts. You know, those, those uh, Oral Roberts and DBUs are the teams that kind of nip us, you know, nip, nip at us every year. We need to go into this series knowing that we are the, the better talent. We have more talent. We ha- are better coached. We are more prepared and assert your dominance. This, Like you said, this could be the where we really get going weekend. And I, I, I want to see them do it. When the rubber, re- when rubber meets the road, that's when we've really got to see it, see it you know, go into action. And I think they can do it. I like that, you know, people have stepped into roles that they may not have, you know, expected to be in. I think Diego Muniz behind the plate has been absolutely stellar. The His versatility is absolutely mind-blowing. The fact that he can be playing third base one day, and I mean, not just play third base. He's not just a warm body over there. The man is a track. And then hop behind the plate the next and throw two people out of second and third base. Like, I don't know a lot of college baseball players that, that are that talented. And he, he belongs in the lineup, and I, I like that we've seen him, you know, uh, seen him catching. And so it's it's been very nice to see these these moves. I would also see like to see, uh, you know, Wallace Clark. Wallace Clark has been dynamite these last, uh, last few games. So I'd like to see some more of that. Uh, we're finally seeing everybody start to click on offense. As we've said, this is a great weekend for us to really slingshot into the rest of Big Twelve because we got Texas Tech coming in next weekend. Uh, that's you know going to be that's going to be our first pizza party on that Saturday. But we got Texas Tech coming in, and then you got Kansas after that. So if you can if you can play well over this next stretch, you have erased a lot of the bad that's happened over the past couple of weeks, and we're right back in the thick of it. And you know it's only going to take a little bit more to get you back into the the rankings hunt. So we also have not touched on the fact that we've been without Dakota Harris for how long now? And it's really, there's really no, uh, you know, light in sight that he's coming back. The last I had heard was that it was two weeks and that was from uh, Saturday Stanford. So hopefully we get him back pretty soon because he will only make us better because this is, we've done a, we've done a pretty bang up job. I know we've had some some rough patches, but I think we've done pretty well without him. But having him back in the lineup is going to be going to be even better. Yeah, there's no doubt. It'll be nice to get him back whenever we can. Um, like you said, we don't we don't really know when that is, but um, for right now, we got to continue to have those guys like Diego and and Sebastian step up and have the good at bats they're having because they have they've have filled the hole pretty well. Um, but obviously, Dakota he was doing a great job, and obviously on defense, he's. It's hard to replace him at short with the things he does um, on the defensive side of it, but um, definitely we'll be welcome him, welcome him back whenever he is uh, available um, to get put back in that lineup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Dakota kind of emerged as, you know, I would say as your leader so far uh, in the, in the season. So losing him, I mean, it's only natural for a team to slip up a little bit. Uh, we've, you know, we've righted the ship certainly, but it's only going to get better once he gets back in the lineup, hopefully uh, as soon as possible. 
what D1 baseball pick him as like the third best or third, I think he was maybe fifth. I'm sorry. I don't remember the exact number it was, but he was a top five shortstop in, in the country as far as draft draft eligibility this year. So yeah, getting him back is imperative. But it's it's been incredible to watch these guys, you know, uh, um, you know, go against what's been happening because they've played against a lot of odds over the last couple of weeks, and I think they've fared very well, you know, in spite of it. Yeah, they definitely have. Uh, it's it'll be good once you have a full team healthy because we saw what they could do at the beginning of the year when everyone was when everyone was healthy. Um, just had a lot of unfortunate injuries that happened. All, all at different times. Um, so you never had that lineup from the beginning of the year in there at the same time, I don't think, over the last month and a half. So that, that'll that be nice nice to see. Um, but like I said, just got to keep moving forward. Um, it is what it is. Injuries happen. Um, so other guys got to step up. Um, and I think that's the good thing is we do have some depth this year where we, we've had guys that can step in and um, do more than a serviceable job um, at those positions. So if we had to... Uh guess on this weekend what what our record's going to be we going all in agreement three and zero, or anybody uh off three two and one i'm going sweep i i'm looking right now at baylor's team stats and they are the worst team in the big 12 in batting the worst team in pitching and the era is almost one and a half points runs higher than eighth place kansas 7.07 era and their batting average is 260 so statistically, they're the worst in almost every category on both pitching and hitting. So there's no reason we shouldn't. Um, it's just one of those things. you got to come out there. you got to get quality starts, put together good at-bats, and I think uh, things will take care of themselves. Yeah, certainly going sweep as well. Uh, Douthat's going to do what he's done all year. It'll be great. And then I'm excited to see Carson that Sunday roll. And then, yeah, like Alex said, that pitching is a little subpar for Baylor. So. I think we can take care of business in Waco. And I think even, I believe it's Wichita state and uh, at Eldale that next Tuesday. So you could, you know, you're definitely looking at the possibility of riding a five game win streak into that tech series, which I'm sure will be uh tackle, you know, I think they're ranked right now. So I'm sure they'll remain ranked by the time we see them. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if that'll be a big, have a little momentum going into a big series. Tech is beatable, man. I'm, tech is very, very good, but they also make a ton of errors. And, you know, we're going to be accused of uh, giving people bulletin board material, by the way. We just, how, how poorly we talk about all the other teams in the Big 12. But, uh, no, Baylor Baylor is, is not doing well. I mean, what else can we say about them? Are we supposed to say they're good? If we are, you know, if you've got to have bulletin board, if, or if you need the other team to have bulletin board material to beat you, then we've got some real problems. Because we cannot make excuses like that. So, I'm going sweep as well. I think we're the the more talented team. I think that we assert our dominance. I agree with Jet. I think that we come out of this and we take our midweek and uh, go looking for for dinner against Texas Tech because I think that we put the the ball in play against them. And I like our odds because you, like I said, put it in play, see what happens because they kick it around and uh, we can really really display some chaos if that happens. Yeah, I think. I think the big key will be getting off to a hot start tomorrow. Um, if we can get out on top of them and put some runs up, make them go to their bullpen, eat up some arms that, that Thursday game, I think it'll go a long way for the rest of the series. Neither one of the starters have very good ERA. They give up a lot of hits. They give up a lot of runs. So you can jump out on them, get the bullpen used up, win those first two games. They don't have much coming into Sunday, and hopefully at that point you're 2-0. and because just looking at their stats, they have two guys that have under a four ERA. Everyone else, bullpen starters, all above four. So they, they don't have anything real dominant on the mound, um, even when you do get to the bullpen. Um, so I think just like we've been doing all year, keep working the counts, get guys on base, some chaos, timely hits. Um, I think we could run, run away with some pretty big offensive outputs this weekend in, in all three games. Yeah, I think scoring first will be key, too. I mean, you saw what it did Tuesday uh, against Oral Roberts. You know, we got two in the first, and then Carmichael was just grooving after that. That's all I needed. Um, so I think we score first against Baylor, kind of get them a little, put them into a little bit of shock, and then um, just keep it rolling throughout the entire uh, rest of the weekend. Yep, just keep the pressure going. Stay, uh, stay positive. Don't, I mean, even if they, because, I mean, I think both runs against Wichita State were, uh, were home runs. Or not Wichita State, Oral Roberts 
were home runs. Right, they were. They 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 could have easily you know turned heel on that and you know felt, felt started feeling sorry for themselves. That was one of the things about the Stanford game. As bad as that was, I mean, they still showed a ton of fight. I mean, they still put up eleven runs, and I mean they were they were scratching and clawing till the, till the very end. So, no, looking forward to a great weekend of baseball. I, I think that we sweep. I agree with both of you. I uh, I, I don't think there's – I hope there's not going to be a slip-up day here because this is a great opportunity for us. So, uh, gentlemen, if there was a, a key player this weekend that we should look look towards, who do you think is uh, most important? Ooh, most important player on the weekend. Um, I think it's got to be someone in the in the bullpen. Um, I'm going to go with Kale Davis. Um, I think we're going to get some quality starts, um, and I think – he could be a key to um, a very strong bullpen down, down the stretch here in conference. Um, so I'm going to go with Kale Davis. I think he has one, maybe two um, good appearances um, this weekend out of the bullpen. I think I'm going to go with Bryce Madrin. I mean, if he can keep hitting how he's been hitting, I think he was something like 12 for 20 in the Stanford series. So if he can keep that up, I mean, this offense will just be, I mean, ridiculous to mess with and some you don't want to mess with. So he keeps it up. I think we can keep it rolling pretty, pretty good. I, uh, I really like both of those. Uh, I'm going to go with Braxton Douthit. I think that him coming out hot on, uh, on on well, tomorrow night, this Easter weekend, by the way, we have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, not a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I think he comes out hot. I think that this is a, another, uh, you know, six, seven inning performance from him. If he can keep the hits low, give us a chance to, you know, let that offense work and let his defense work behind him. I think that's going to be a great start to the weekend and uh, really, you know, start us off right because we really need a Friday that is good for us. You know, a good, a good Friday. It's, or sorry, good Thursday. (laughs) A really, a good opening series start for us would be very important this weekend. It could really trigger a lot of things down the road. So Johnny, I got one, one on baseball or one on baseball, one on offense. I think is going to have a big weekend. Jackson Nicholas facing three, facing three right-handed starters this weekend. So I think, I think he writes the ship and I think he has a big weekend um, for us. Uh, no, I like that, man. I, re- I really do. I think Jackson is uh prime for, for another big outing. I mean, he's, he seems to be, you know, not able to find that, you know, defining moment this season. I think one, this might be a good weekend for him to really, you know, take off and, you know, get that fire going. Because if all those guys that we've talked about, if every one of them decide to, uh, you know, to really kick off this weekend, this could be a fun run coming up. But uh, gentlemen, I look forward to seeing you all at the ballpark. We're, you know, this is, we're running right about an hour now. So uh, I think it'd be good for us to, uh, you know, go ahead and call it an evening, but I really appreciate it. Jet, Amazing having you on. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, always enjoy seeing you on the berms and seeing you guys bring that couch out there. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We'll be there the next weekend. Yeah, man. All right, guys. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Boomer.